Well, welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me is it, just Ariel. Oh, you wait till I read the reviews. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Oh, you actually have reviews today? I do. I got new emails because our fans are awesome. They sent me emails again, and I didn't delete them this time. Yeah, well, they're awesome. You're not. So, Ouch. My feelings. Boo-hoo. <laughs> Speaking of boo-hoo, we have more characters to cover this episode. Uh, yeah, that is <laughs> definitely something worth crying about. I mean, the characters are so good, but I feel like we've been on characters forever at this point. We have, and we're still going to continue on more because I'm sorry, listeners, I said this episode would be the last episode of the characters, and it's not, so I apologize. All jokes aside, I'm not terribly defeated that we have to talk about characters because you always bring up some really cool, interesting facts about them. So, yeah, because I do my homework. Uh, uh, well, since you did your homework, why don't you take us home? What do we got? I'm already home. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, ready? I am. Let's do this. <clears throat> Nintendo's version of Anna and Elsa. I'm going to say Kome and Katake. You cheated, clearly. <laughs> but yes, Kome and Katake. <clears throat> now, um, I feel like that's still not a good one because, I mean, they came before Elena and Elsa. Well, um, actually, <laughs> you're half correct. Okay, how am I half correct? Okay, so... Frozen was based off of Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen. However, <sighs> Anna and Elsa aren't in The Snow Queen. So, you're half right. Get out. <laughs> okay, I'll go home. So, anyways, I'm going to start off with Kome. She's the guide of the boat cruise. She occasionally goes into the woods of mystery to look for mushrooms for Katake to use in her potion shop. Madlock would love this girl. <laughs> she gets injured by the Skull Kid, and Link is sent to find her by Katake. When Link finds Kome, she asks him to heal her with a red potion. If Link gives her a potion in any other form than human form, she calls him a weirdo <laughs> and tries to avoid him by playing dead. <laughs> <laughs> and after given the potion she returns to her duties at the swamp tour center and gives link one free tour for healing her yeah so i'm gonna kind of combine these together so katake's next she's the owner of the magic hags potion shop which i think is the best name of a store ever magic hags she sells red, green, and blue potions, but she doesn't sell blue potions immediately because she needs a magic mushroom to make them. So if Link offers her one, she'll make a free blue potion for him. And the blue potion becomes available to purchase for the remainder of the three days. So go get you mushrooms. Kotake gives Link a bottle of red potion to give to Komei when she hears about her sister being attacked by Skull Kid. If Link doesn't help her after the first day, Kotake will leave her shop and search for her sister herself. You I'll take too do long. it myself. So, got some fun facts about the two of them. Unlike an Ocarina of Time, they are not evil and help Link on his journey. So, they're nice. Which I found this out uh, the hard way because when I saw them in the woods I attempted to avoid them because I had just got done playing Ocarina of Time <laughs> <laughs> so the twins souls are surrounded in angelic halos and they ascend in a column of light which is a western depiction of rising to heaven mm-hmm so it's just a fun little fact since they're you know them <laughs> in Majora's Mask Komei is certain the potion given to her is Kotake's 
even if it's purchased from the trading post in Clocktown. <laughs> Therefore, Kotake may be supplying the trading post with its potions. As an alternative, it may simply be an oversight of the developers. I'm going to go with the first one because it sounds better. I know, me too. <laughs> even though it's probably an oversight. Yeah. Eh. So this one's a fun fact. This is the last fact I have for them. Their names come from the Japanese mystery novel Village of Eight Gravestones. In it, a pair of elderly twin sisters bear the names Kotake and Kome. Huh. Did not know that. I know. It's pretty cool. I kind of want to read this book now. I know. I can't read kanji, though. Me either. wonder if they have a English adaptation of it. Ooh, I'm going to look for that. Next one. Just too awesome to have another name. Who do uh, I really love that's not Beetle? Oh, um... Mm. Biggeron? Yes! <laughs> Biggeron. He is the guard of the Snowhead Temple. Now, he goes to Snowhead to investigate why Spring hasn't come yet. But he, for some reason, turned invisible and caused a blizzard that prevented entry to the temple. Snow. I meant to say Skull Kid, and it just came out snow. Snow. Uh, nobody knows. Wow. <laughs> so Link must be Goron Link and play the Goron lullaby to put Biggeron to sleep to enter the temple. And after Link defeats God and brings Spring to Snowhead, Biggeron can be found sitting in the gorge, unaware of why he's there and what he's been doing. <laughs> and his brother Metagoron appears covering his ears inside the Goron shrine due to the Goron elder son cries <laughs> and that's really all Metagoron is in the game so little fun fact here the reason why he became invisible and created the blizzard is unknown but it's possible and probable that Skull Kid has done this to him. It was the snow. Snow! <laughs> this guy, oh, I guess I could say guy. So you know it's a guy. <laughs> so this guy is, he creeps me out. Okay. I have the executioner of Termina. Oh, oh I know his face. I cannot remember his name. He's one of the brothers. Um, he's not really a brother. I, I don't know. I can't. Gabora. Gabora. Yeah, oh, it's Gabora. Gabora. His mask thing. It's terrifying. He looks like the executioner without the like nails sticking out of his head. <sighs> yeah, he. Again, another one I thought was an enemy, and I did not want to go near. Then I found out he's the reason that I get certain things in the game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So he lives with Zabora in the mountain village in the mountain smithy. The perpetual winter of Snowhead froze their hearth, threatening their business. And Link can melt the ice using hot spring water, a fire arrow, or bringing spring back by completing the Snowhead temple. Link can then upgrade his Kokiri sword but needs gold dust to make the most powerful sword. Yes, and it is a pain in the butt to get that gold dust. <laughs> so, Gabora is referred to as a Deku stick by his business partner, despite his hulking size. Gabora also seems to be the only one doing the forging, while his superior relaxes and drinks warm drinks. <laughs> Despite his hulking size, he doesn't seem to mind being bossed around all the time, though. So, you know, good guy, but terrifying. So I got some fun facts here. In The Wind Waker, the text on Phantom Ganon's sword reads, Zabora Gabora. Mm-hmm. In Hylian. Yep. I yeah. can't wait till we get to Wind Waker. And Gabora's name could be a reference to Kapora Gabora. 
that's what I was thinking, Gabor Gabora, yeah. So I have the stereotypical business owner. Is it the shopkeep? It's Sabora. Oh. <laughs> Don't have much on him. He lives with Gabora and is the owner of the Mountain Smithy. He has a chirpy personality, however, he appears to be lazy because he relaxes and drinks warm beverages while Gabora does the forging. Wouldn't have it any other way. Wow. <laughs> so, my little fun fact, which makes a whole bunch of sense about this guy. Zabora means slob in Japanese. Okay, now everything comes together. <laughs> slob. <laughs> this one's a kind of lengthy one. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. The dynamic duo of disaster. Oh, no. Um... Oh, who could this be? Dynamic duo of disaster. I really should replay this game before we go over yours. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Hmm. The older brother is really nice. Uh, is it Kabora? No, no. Older brother. No. Uh, is it um, Lincoln? Stay there because his older brother's nice. Oh, it's the Goron brothers. Gorman Brothers. Gorman. Gorman Brothers. <laughs> I knew what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. <clears throat> the two of them can be found on a racing track off Milk Road called the Gorman Track. They are devious and do everything they possibly can to hinder Romani Ranch. They break bottles of milk so they can't be delivered. And it's likely they're the ones who block the path to the ranch with a giant boulder. They are dismissive of anyone who goes to the track without a horse and even suggests that they that if they need a horse, they could steal one from a Romani's ranch as it would likely be unnoticed there. Yeah, they're real jerks in this game. <laughs> yeah. If Link wears the Goron mask, they'll be terrified of him and tell him he's free to look around. They also sell milk for 50 rupees and says the milk from Romani's ranch is watered down and not worth drinking while theirs is always fresh and full of vitamins. They also show no hospitality to people fleeing from Clocktown. <sighs> yep. When Link first meets them, they are arrogant and cocky and make fun of his horse Epona. They challenge him to a race for 10 rupees. Link beats them and they give him the Garrow's mask as long as Link promises not to tell anyone where he got it. Yeah, because they use it to try to hijack the cart. Yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. <laughs> right now, actually, <clears throat> when Link and Crimea are forced to detour through the Gorman track due to the boulder, the brothers ride their horses wearing Garrow's masks mm -hmm. and tries to break the milk bottles. If Link succeeds protecting the milk, they won't appear on the final day and a sign will be up at the track saying riding lessons are temporarily suspended. If Link fails, the brothers take over the milk business. I never failed that, so I never knew that they took over the milk business. Yep. If Link talks to them using the troop leader's mask, they will get sentimental and talk about their brother Gorman. They even show some remorse for their malevolent deeds, but then mention they can't get emotional over such things. They tell Link to take the mask off because it makes them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Ew, feelings, take it off. Yeah. Wearing the troop leader's mask also prevents them from attacking Crimea's wagon on the night of the second day. Had I known that. Now you know. <laughs> and that's all I got on them. So. Whew. Good old Gorman brothers. They're a doozy and a half. So next one I have mm. is the gambling queen. <laughs> I don't know. My mom, my mom, Moo, yawn. 
Oh, Mamamu Yan. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. Yeah. She owns the doggy racetrack south of Romani Ranch. It's open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Link can place bets on the winning dog. First, we'll get Link three times his bet, second, two times, and third through fifth will break even. If Link wins over 150 rupees, Mamamu Yan will give him a piece of heart. I will say that playing the doggy racetrack minigame is incredibly hard unless you know the trick. I only have one little fun fact about her because there wasn't much about her to begin with. In French, it's Miss Yawn. Huh. No Mamamu. It's always Mamamu in my heart. It's Miss. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like this one. Shrouded in a veil of greed. Shrouded in a veil of greed. Well, we had the Skulchula house guy already. Mm-hmm. Shrouded in a veil of greed. Um. The answer is in the interpretation. I don't know. It's a veil. Oh my gosh. <laughs> get it. Avail. Yeah, pirate. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the leader of the Gerudo Pirates. Her room in the Pirates Fortress is adorned with treasures and luxuries, all stolen, of course, and includes a Zora egg and the hookshot. Like any good pirate. <laughs> the school kid said. The Zora eggs were key elements in getting a treasure lying in the Great Bay Temple. Avail steals the eggs from Lulu. She wants the eggs for their value as treasure, but fears the harm to their reputation if anyone finds out they can't hold on to their loot. The stone mask is ineffective against Avail. She will alert her guards as soon as she sees Link if he wears it. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) So, fun little facts here. A veil from Majora's Mask and the mages from Four Swords Adventures share the same laugh sound effects. Huh. I know, like it makes you want to listen to both of them. I know. So, in Japanese, the name Aberu, which is a veil is supposed to be reminiscent of Noboru or Noboru for us. This was lost in the localized names. Man, that's really down. Man, that's really disappointing because I really would have liked that more than a veil, to be honest. I know. (laughs) This one's funny. Don't know how many people are going to get this one. King Boomy's long lost brother. King Boomy? I don't even get that one. Oh. <laughs> Explain. The professor. King Boomy. Boomy is from Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh my gosh. They look similar. If you were to look at Boomy and look at Professor, they look similar. Google it. Do it now while I explain who the professor is. You go for it. He works at the Marine Research Lab as a marine scientist at the Great Bay. He takes care of Lulu's eggs by keeping them in a special tank until they hatch. He says if they aren't kept in the tank, they might die. He also raises fish to counteract the shortage due to high ocean temperatures. He feeds the fish other fish, though, and it doesn't sit well with some Zoras. (laughs) It doesn't. Don't like feeding fish to the fish. Okay, so I know who King Boomy is now, and they do look very similar. It does. Even the crazy eyes going on. Yeah. I said it's his long lost brother because Boomy is a earth bender and this guy seems more like a water bender. 
So, long lost brother. But, uh, Professor, the French name for him is Scientist of the Sea. Ooh. I like it. And that's what his name means. Mm-hmm. Scientist of the Sea. Huh. Like it. He's got a little hidden heart piece here, too, where you feed a fish in a tank, other fish, and it gives you a heart piece. Ugh. Don't do that in front of Azora. <laughs> what if you were Azora when you did it, like me? Oh, boy. <laughs> so my last one I'm going to cover today is... Who is this guy again? Oh, that's what you've called him? Yeah. Who's this guy again? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, because nobody does. It's Shiro. Oh my gosh. Shiro. <laughs> He's a soldier who can be found in Iconic Canyon. He's so boring and plain, no one ever notices him, despite his arms waving around. And even Link only finds him after using the Lens of Truth. He's just so boring. I never put those two things together. <laughs> I honestly thought he was dead. <laughs> that, that makes it so much worse. I know. After healing the soldier, he will give Link the stone mask. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it's the stone mask's fault that he can't be seen. <laughs> yep. I remember this John guy now. Cena. Oh, yeah. In Majora's Mask 3D, he's instead found in the center of the pirate's fortress, next to its lookout tower, which he infiltrated in an attempt to stand out. Somebody notice me! <laughs> Tattle senses him and alerts Link, and after helping him the same way as the original game, he runs out of the fortress through the nearest doorway. He can be found again on the ledge above the area with the pirates on boats. At a loss on how to proceed. What do I do now? He reassures Link that he doesn't need any more help. Nah, bruh, I got this. Yeah, Thanks, I though. got this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I got this. So, my little fun fact for him. Shiro means white in Japanese which can also refer to being plain or blank, referring to Shiro's predicament of being as plain as stone. Huh. Is it really the mask or is it him? <laughs> the name says it all. <laughs> Witness me. Witness me. That's all I could think about this whole time when you were talking about him. I was thinking that, and then I was thinking, John Cena, you can't see me. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Well, that's it for me for today. Huh. <sighs> so much less, but yet I still have... So many more characters. So many more. So many more. Well, really, no, but enough for a, another episode. Yeah. Ugh. Well, with that being said, I think this is the perfect time to go to... The Mid-Break. That's my line. Yeah. Yeah! Get. Well, Ariel, here we are. Yep, it's awful middly. Uh, you don't even let me say in the middle of the show anymore. Oh, it's awful middly in here. <sighs> I didn't finish my line, sorry. Uh, do you know what we do in the middle of the show? We thank our wonderful, awesome, amazing <laughs> patrons. We do like our golden goddess level patrons. Do you remember them? No. You're a liar. Sorry, Kex. Sorry, <laughs> Flapjack. <laughs> it's Kex and Maple Flapjacks! We also have our Hyrule Royalty patron, James Becker, and our Sheikah patrons, Deadeye. I can never say this. Uh, I'm going to try it again. Uh, Fuel Grimmer. 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 Yeah. Fuel Grimmer. Gosh, I can't say this. <laughs> Fuel, Grimir. I'm gonna. That's close enough. <laughs> I'm bad with names. You know this. This person pays us. Money. I know. I know. Say their Send me hate correctly. mail and 
tell me how to pronounce it. Send him hate mail anyways, because he deserves it. Uh, our next Chica patron is Nikki Liftstuff. And our Kokiri patrons are Jumanji and Remington Cloutier. And last but not least, our fairy patron, Doug Leamy. Thank you. Thank you to our wonderful, awesome, amazing patrons who make this show possible. Yes, thank you all, and thank you, listeners. Because without you, we wouldn't have a show. It's really true, though. I mean, if we have have nobody to listen to our show, we wouldn't have a show. So y'all are just as important, too. Hashtag facts. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what else I have for you today? Because our wonderful listeners uh, love us oh so much. They resent me emails. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to read some of those today. Uh, Our first one is from Byron Newt. And it says, I am new to the show, but so far it is amazing. I love the personalities of the two hosts. And I've binged all the episodes in two weeks. And it is one of my go-to pods for working out. I'm such an LOZ nerd, but I haven't played any of the DS slash 3DS games because I don't have any of the DS consoles. So it is really great that you explain what happens in the games I have missed. God bless Byron Newt. Aw, thank you. Yeah, you're awesome. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who missed out on some of the 3DS games. I mean, I got to go back and play them, but I missed out on them when they first came out because I was overseas and didn't have access. It's a bummer. Boo. Boo. So the next one is Daniel Lee. Hey, Aaron. And the amazing, remarkable, unreplaceable Ariel. Oh, well, hey, I mean, it's okay when (laughs) somebody else says it. I can't leave a review on Spotify, but I wanted to make sure you knew Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six stars. Ooh. Ooh. A phenomenal podcast for any Zelda fan, old or young, beginner to expert. Thank you so much for the wonderful podcast. I just got into Zelda a few years ago and fell in love immediately. I've only played through LOZ, Skyward Sword, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening and Breath of the Wild, but I am looking forward to playing the others. I found your podcast a month ago or so and became addicted right from the start to the point I've binged all the episodes in the last few days. Holy cow. That's dedication. That's dedication. The way you both explain the games has been so helpful to understand different connections throughout the series. I cannot express enough how much I love Ariel's interpretations of monsters and characters alike. I can't wait to hear a description of Lionel's Oh, and it's awful middly in here. But in all actuality, I think it would be great for the mid-breaks to have a non-licensed sound effect of Link, like a hia or huh, when playing when y'all mention a Link in the show notes. I'll make that happen. (laughs) Keep up the great work, you guys. Rock. May the goddesses smile upon you. Sincerely, Hylian422. P.S. Sorry for the bad puns. I just had to try and force it. P.P.S. Quick little theory slash thought. What if the entity known as Rock was a descendant slash rename of the Loftwings? Hmm. Uh, number one, love the puns. They were punny. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, I love the puns, but no to you. No. Uh, two, I have been toying with the theory about a Rock being a, uh, Loftwing uh, descendant. Hmm. I'm gonna. I have some more puzzle pieces to put together there, but uh, I have some people in mind that might be able to help me piece those puzzles together. Hmm. Won't be me, will it? One of them is you. Yes. I doubt it. Oh gosh. Anyway, <laughs> this next one comes to us from a Raven, and it says. The work you guys do is high quality and very much appreciated. Keep it up, please. And best of luck and health. Well, thank you. And I've been talking to uh, Raven through email chain about uh, a uh, theory about Link being a Sheikah in a previous life, possibly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last one. 
What Zelda item is your favorite other than swords and shields? And what is your favorite Zelda instrument? I just got my Ocarina of Time from STL Ocarina. You can do it, Aaron. Play it. This comes to us from Emerson. Number one, you're awesome for getting (laughs) an Ocarina. Because bet it looks just like mine. Yup. So you're awesome. Two, it's Ocarina for me. Oh. Favorite instrument. Yep. I lost count of the numbers. And <laughs> what was it? Favorite item? That's not a sword and mm-hmm. shield. Yep. Favorite item. Uh-huh. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'll get back to you on that. You do yours first. So, number one, uh, favorite item, Lens of Truth, hands down. Uh, favorite instrument is the fish bass from the Zora. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if I can play. I'm gonna try here soon. We're 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 trying to figure out schedule so I can actually sit down and uh, do the battle of the ocarinas with Ariel, uh, so everybody can get it finally. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Well, <sighs> I mean, an item that's not sword and shield is like bow and arrows count because like Emerson said no shorts no shields so bows and arrows are not swords and shields twilight bow okay that bow is pretty cool yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh gosh nailed it so that's all the reviews I have for today uh, Apple is still being a butthead and won't let me look at the Apple reviews but uh, I did put in a um, little, what do you call it? A work order? Uh, I don't know. A little note to the help desk. A ticket. There we go. A ticket. I put in a ticket with Apple and we'll see what happens. You just need to send an email as Karen. <laughs> I am not going to be a Karen. I'll be a Karen. I refuse. I don't mind. <laughs> Uh, I say this. I am not a Karen. If you want to chat with us, though, uh, and not be a Karen like me, uh, you can always head over to the Robots Radio Discord. If you're 18 and above, you can join us and talk on the Discord with us about some LOZ stuff. And uh, you can always send us reviews through Apple iTunes. Those are always greatly appreciated. And send us emails. Yep. So other than that, Ariel... What do you have for our middly mid-break? Uh, merch. Merch. Merch, merch, merch. Much like I always do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's... Oh, I want this. Okay? (laughs) I want this one. So, it is from Etsy. And it's from Acacia Store Co. CO. Company. Mm. And... It is the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask area rug. Now, oh. oh yeah. Oh, the detail on this rug. Let me explain this to you. Okay, so it has Majora's Mask right in the middle. In the background, you have the face of the clock. The clock tower. From clock tower. Then, that, that wasn't enough. There's a moon. Right above Majora's Mask is the moon. Just one? The moon. It's terrifying. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. I mean, it is a pretty cool moon. And I like how it's upside down. Yes. Like it's actually falling at you. And it has Tidal and Tail. It has Zora Link, Goron Link, and Deku Link. The Giants. It has on the bottom part, it has like final for the day. You know? Mm -hmm. It's freaking cool. The detail, just, I can't even do it justice. The amount of little details in this rug is super awesome. It's super cool, and I want it. But I'm disappointed because they missed the biggest and most important part of Majora's Mask. Who's that behind Goron Link? Oh my gosh, it does have Fierce Deity Link. I did not see him the first time. Yep, it has Fierce Deity Link. (gasps) Perfect rug. 10 out of 10, must buy. Yep. He's chilling behind Gordon. They've got him hidden in there. That's so cool. Yes. The more I look at the this, the more I find more stuff in it. So, oh, 
Oh, it's it's, it's got cool. everything. It's cool. It's so cool. So uh, let me get some prices for you. It comes in. Well, what isn't sold out? There's a 24 by 36 inch for $60. And it goes up to 62 by 108 inches for $180. Ooh. So there's some in between. They have some sold out, so maybe it will maybe come back in stock. You never know. Right now it's not. So yeah. And it also ships free in the US. So if you're in the United States, it ships free. Sorry about anybody that it doesn't live in the US. Don't know how much shipping would be. Yeah, I will have the link cue sound effect Ariel. <laughs> yes! In the show notes <laughs> below. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I also brought merch for today. Trying to copy me? I am. Because you're just so awesome. Wow. So, Ariel, have you ever found yourself hungry, All cold, thirsty? Time. Yes. And wanting to make notes when you play a Legend of Zelda game? No. Okay, well, I have, and I found the perfect little bundle. So, on BestBuy.com, you can buy the Culture Fly Legend of Zelda Collector Box for a whopping $39.99. 40 bucks. 40 bucks. And it comes with <clears throat> a fleece map blanket of Hyrule. It comes with a fanny pack to keep those wonderful snacks in with the royal, Hyrulean royal family crest on it. Are snacks included? Uh, no, you have to buy those separately. Uh, a little book, a journal, if you will, with a golden link embroidered on it so you can write your notes about your conquests and adventures in Hyrule. A little pin of the Triforce containing Ganon, Link, and Zelda. Is now is this a writing pin or a like a brooch pin? This like, is like a brooch pin. Yeah. Yeah. And you also get a collectible statue of the Hyrulean Shield and the Master Sword above the Triforce. And a water bottle with the Hyrulean Royal Family Crest. Drinks included? Uh, no drinks included, but it is green. It's a green bottle. Yay. No snacks or drinks provided. <laughs> but yes, you can go to Best Buy and pick this up for 40 bucks. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. Yes, this isn't the Best Buy. It doesn't come with snacks or drinks. Uh, it is the Best Buy for me, the best boy. No. Oh. You're not. I'm not. No. That, that goes to Rocky, the podcast dog. Yeah. He is the best boy. He really is the best boy. Now that my hopes and dreams are dashed because I'm not the best boy, uh, I think it's time to end the mid-break. It's time to end you talking. <laughs> so I can talk about sponsors. Oh! Yes. So, be like the person in the emails. Who bought an ocarina from STL Ocarina? <laughs> you know, if you have the money to do so. So head on over to STL Ocarina. Use our promo code LOZLORE10 and save yourself 10% off. Really awesome ocarina. So you too can be better than Aaron at playing the ocarina. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> but in all seriousness, they are beautiful ocarinas. And they come with, you know, song books and how-to books. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's great. And it's amazing. And you can save yourself 10% off. <laughs> Who doesn't love saving money? I do. Uh, yeah. And they make great additions. Even if you don't want to get one to play, they're crafted really well. And they make great decoratives, great collector's items, and really great for cosplay. Yeah, and they don't just have Legend of Zelda. They mm -hmm. have a whole variety of different ones. If you don't want one that's Legend of Zelda, they've got like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and 
stuff like that. Oh my gosh, D&D. so many. Oh yeah, there's so many different kinds. Final Fantasy. So pretty. So yeah, the link, cue sound effect. <laughs> yeah! And the promo code will be in the show notes below as well as, do you need dice? I always need dice. I have at least a hundred sets of dice and you think I'm lying and over-exaggerating? I'm not. And I always need more. So, I have the perfect site for you. Head on over to Fanroll Dice and use our promo code AlmightyC, which is A-L-L, Mighty, and the letter C, 10. And save yourself 10% off a set of beautiful dice they have resin and gemstone and wooden and rubber and oh just metal beautiful beautiful dice for a very good price and you can save 10% off and if they have like in-store sales going on that does stack on with the in-store sales so Head on over there and get yourself some cool dice. And if you don't just need dice, I mean, they've got dice towers and dice trays and dice bags. Because, you know, you need to keep your hundred sets of dice (laughs) in a bag because I have two bags. Two bags and a treasure chest. Uh, Two bags, a treasure chest. And then I have the little individual boxes, like a whole multitude of those. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I even have a Tic Tacs container with the set of dice in it <laughs> you I do. do i do you do they you get the big tic tac containers and it fits the dice in and it opens up it's oh. easy for you so yeah you know one of these days i will get some more dice bags so i don't have a tic tac holder be careful our sponsor might be listening and i'm gonna get a package in like three days of just nothing but dice bags uh, I'm, I'm okay with that hey if you're listening please that would be awesome because I honestly do have a lot and I still need more so I'm gonna order some more off of y'all so, so you know well with all that being said I think yeah, it really I think is I think it really is time to end the mid break and uh, go into some more characters for Majora's Mask uh <laughs> So, you know, that really poses the question, does the man become the monster or does the monster become man? Oh, my gosh. I'm done with you. (sighs) (laughs) Oh. So, here we are at the end of the show. It's off of Indy in here. Are you just going to steal all my lines? Well, yes, because maybe I am shrouded in a veil of greed. (sighs) Apparently so. (laughs) (laughs) You know, actually, before you start, I think 2023 should see Aaron doing his own interpretations of his characters and enemies. I, oh boy. Okay. All right. Mine aren't as fun as yours, though. What do you think, listeners? How about you get back to us and see if you all would like to hear Aaron's interpretations of things? You're setting me up. You're setting me up. (laughs) Well, on that note, I've got my own list of characters to get through. (laughs) So uh, the first one we're going to go with is uh, Judo. And uh, Judo is only one of two uh, minute twins in a dancing group called the Rosa Sisters. Uh, it is part of the Gorman troupe, and she does this alongside her sister, Maria, or Marilla. I, I can never figure out what her name was. It's Marilla. Marilla, yeah. You can say Maria. Yeah. Because count me in. Get out of here. Uh, so she does this along with her sister, and they are in town for the Carnival of Time, and they are there... In the daytime, you can find them pacing. We well, can find Judo pacing the halls in the Stockpot Inn. And she is trying to figure out 
the dance for their performance. And she's really worried it won't be ready in time. And at night, Judo can be seen practicing her dance with her sister in West Clocktown. This is part of a quest that we do alongside a specific somebody you talked about not too long ago and his great dance. Uh, you get your mask, you go to them, you show them the dance, and voila, everything's solved. However, that's all we have on those two. I kind of bundled those two together in one. Uh, but I do have some trivia for you. I like trivia. So in Majora's Mask 3D, if Gorman informs the Rose sisters of the concert's cancellation after they've been taught the dance, they will still ask Link to attend their performance. This is most likely because the developers didn't catch it. I feel like it's not that. And it's them just wanting Link to watch them. I mean, you could be right there. Well, I think you are, but I like to go with my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, the next one we have is none other than the old lady from the bomb shop. Uh, so, the old lady from the bomb shop is one of three people you can meet at the bomb shop in West Clocktown, along with her son who owns the bomb shop, and a Goron who sells powder cakes. On the night of the first day, the old lady will enter the town via North Clocktown entrance and carry a sack full of big bomb bags. At exactly midnight, Saken appears and robs her. You can attack Saken with your sword, making him drop the sack, and I, he kind of runs off. Attacking him with any other weapon will make the bomb bag explode. Yes, I learned this the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> After he leaves, the old lady will thank Link, and your reward is none other than the blast mask, which is extremely helpful mask to have later on when you have to blow open walls and things. Uh... The big bomb bag will also be available for purchase the very next day in her shop. Or if you don't save her, it will go up for sale at the Curiosity Shop for a very higher price on the final day. The old lady is a firm believer in the four giants and... After you save her and help her, she credits the giants for, quote unquote, having looked out for her, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, uh, translations for her name in different regions. In Japanese, her name means mother of the bomb shopkeeper. And in Italian, her name means lady from bomb shop. Seems very, you know, straightforward. It's straightforward to the point. To the point. <laughs> so the next one I have here is one of my favorites that runs around Clocktown all the time. And he's a definite favorite throughout the series is none other than The Postman. I'm waiting for the song. Well, since you're expected, it's not going to come. <laughs> No, wait a minute, Mr. Postman? No, I told you. If, if you expect it, it's no. It's not Ugh. as fun anymore. Dang it. So, uh, Postman, we're going to talk about him quite a few times because he appears in a majority of the games. Uh, but in this one in particular, his whole purpose in life is... To deliver mail. Uh, well, that and a lot of things. He's involved in a lot of quests. <laughs> so... <clears throat> When you first run into the postman, you can see him walking around Clocktown, and he's obviously checking through the mailboxes to deliver mail. He, in this game, takes his job very seriously to the point where he is nonstop training. He will not stop to chat with you if there is mail to be delivered. He will not make time to talk to you. 
And at the end of the three-day cycle, he refuses to leave Termina unless he is given explicit permission to do so. He's that dedicated to delivering a mail in this game. As any good postman should. <laughs> he spends his free time counting and trying to stop exactly on 10 seconds. This is how dedicated he is to training to be proficient at delivering the mail. Seems like an awesome guy to me. <laughs> so this is actually a mini game where you can actually, if you manage to stop at exactly 10 seconds, he will give you a piece of heart. But it also makes it easier. I believe if you're wearing the bunny hood, you can actually see the clock. Uh-oh. <laughs> you say bunny and I think of little bunny foo-foo. So I see like <laughs> Link hopping around, bopping everyone on the head. Oh, get out of here with and, that. like the great fairy comes down and says, <laughs> I don't want to see you scooping up all the people oh and bopping them on the head. I'm done with you. <laughs> so... Our postman has, like I said earlier, a lot of roles in the game for different quests. His biggest one, however, is the Anju Cafe quest. His role in this quest is he gives Anju the letter from Cafe on the first day and refuses to tell her where he got it from when she asks. On the second day, he'll deliver the letter from Anju to Cafe. On the final day, Link will receive priority mail from the Curiosity Shop man, and he has two choices on how to use it. You can either A, allow him to free the postman of his schedule, and you do this by going to the post office, and you find him kneeling on the floor wishing to flee but unable to because he still has a job to do the next day. If you give him the priority mail, he realizes that the mail is the highest priority to deliver to Madame Aroma. And after she gets the mail, she orders him to abandon Clocktown and flee as fast as he can. After he's finally free, he will meet with you outside the milk bar and give you his postman hat before leaving. Him's a good guy. Him's a good guy. Uh, he's my favorite because of some of the quips and things he says and does throughout the games. It's great. So a little bit of trivia here for you. Uh, while he does not appear in Hyrule Warriors, you can wear a costume resembling the postman from Twilight Princess, uh, which is included in the Twilight Princess DLC pack. And that's all I have on a Mr. Postman. So, the next character I have to cover in this episode is none other than the Poe Collector. So, you'll first encounter him uh, sitting on a ledge before the you go into Akana Canyon. He refuses to allow you to pass unless you possess the Garrow's Mask or the Gibdo Mask. He'll also tell you that the Garrow's Mask can be found near Milk Road and is currently in the possession of a black-hearted individual. Once you get the mask, the Poe Collector will summon a tree that you can hookshot to to continue into a Connie Canyon. You can also find him later on in the game on top of the hill in a Connie Canyon, right ahead of the spirit house. And he is here because he has captured the wandering spirits. He will offer to train you for your fight coming up with Skull Kid for the price of 30 rupees here. However, if you play the Song of Healing for him, he will lower the price to 10 rupees and he will also say that not all spirits can be healed with that song. And after you get the light arrows, you may enter the secret shrine where he is at once again and he offers you to rematch several enemies including the Dinophos, the Wizrobes, the Wart, and the Garrow Master. So the cool thing about this is um, it isn't mentioned in the notes but it's heavily implied that the reason he can offer this to you is during the whole time you're in these areas 
He's off collecting the souls of the baddies that you've beat and can kind of resummon them in this secret shrine area. So his name in French is actually Soul Merchant. Very fitting. Oh, very much so. He's a very creepy dude. A lot of characters in Legend of Zelda are creepy. Especially in this game. Uh, For me, in this game, he... A lot of people want to lean and say that he's evil, he's bad. The weird thing with him is you can't really put a label on it because he's helping you and not so much hindering you. So I wouldn't say he's necessarily evil. I think he's like one of those neutral evil characters. Like he does bad things, but he just does what he wants. Yeah, that's like the definition of neutral. Uh, Yeah, very much so. So the last character I have to talk about this episode is none other than Captain Viskin. And if I'm not saying that right, whoops. But anyway, uh, our lovely captain is the recruiter and leader of the Clocktown Guards. You first see him in the mayor's official place of home. Or home residence. Residence. Uh, He's arguing with Muto regarding what's best for the safety of not only the Clocktown residents, but uh, the troop itself. He actually is the one who proposes that you have that everyone evacuate Clocktowns, and that is public servants and committee members, both like all three. Everybody in Clocktown just get out. Uh, Muto claims that everyone is safer in the town walls. So they're arguing back and forth. You covered all this when you talked about the mayor. So I'm not going to go into the whole coupler's mask and everything else. Um, But the interesting thing about the captain is, is that I honestly thought he would be the one to argue that people would be safer in the clock down walls. Kind of understand. This whole thing is like to protect people, you know, being a, you know. Yeah, but also on that same note, I could see him. It, it, it can go both ways. And I'm not upset with the route they took on this. I just thought him as a soldier and people wanting to flee, he would take somewhat, you know, offense to that as the defender of this town as people thinking him and his group of soldiers is not strong enough. I don't know. I just kind of took it as like, he's for the people. Yeah. So ready for our trivia, our interesting fact. Yes. So obviously captain shares the same exact character model as the Royal guards in Ocarina of time. However, what was added to his model was the new spear and the Triforce symbol on his visor and chest plate was removed. So he went through a little bit of editing before he was used. So uh, the last interesting fact I have for you is we know he's the recruitment soldier because if you look on the flyers and posters throughout South Clocktown, he is pictured as the soldier in the recruitment flyer. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, that is all the characters I have for today. I'm saving the juicier ones for our last episode, like Toto and, uh, you know, Joppa. We're not in Kansas anymore. anymore. Oh, my gosh. We're not in Hyrule (laughs) anymore. That's what I was going to say. You're going (laughs) to. I can't wait for the puns and the quips for the last episode of these characters. Do you want me to just make interpretations for your character so you can read them? I think you would have fun doing that. I would, but I think I would have more fun listening to what you've got. (laughs) Well, we'll see what the fans say. I think I know what they're going to say. I'm surprised they haven't gotten tired of my mouth yet. (laughs) Y'all are awesome for us sticking with me here. Well... I think that's all the time we have for today's episode. It's a little bit shorter one, but that's okay because we get the meat and potatoes for the next episode. 
I do like my meat and potatoes. Oh my gosh. So thank you all for listening. And tune in next Wednesday, because yes, I'm stealing his lines. Stop it! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZ Lorecast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.